0: This is ESPN Radio.
1: The Philadelphia Eagles, they were pretty good last season. They're going to be pretty good again this season. Let's bring in a guy who was drafted by them. Clay Harbor, former NFL tight end, joining us. And Clay, thanks so much for your time. Let's start here Talking about Jalen Hurts, we've been talking about him a lot on this show today. And some people feel like Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback already in the league, or maybe second best just to Patrick Mahomes. That's how he was just voted across the league by other NFL players in the top 100. NFL players had voted Jalen Hurts the second best quarterback in the league and the third best player overall at any position. Are you surprised that he's already garnered that level of respect from the colleagues around
2: the league. The NFL is a, what have you done for me lately? League. I understand that Jalen hurts has one season. He basically has one year of performing at the high level, but if you put his numbers up against anybody outside of Patrick, Mahomes, I'll take Jalen hurts. After he got AJ Brown, he turned into a different player. I mean, the guy is great in the pocket. He's great out the pocket. He runs his own read as good as any quarterback I've ever seen in the history of the game. And that's why that running game is so effective. He is really the captain of that ship. And I think they go as far as he takes. And the performance he had in the Super Bowl, I thought was one of the, besides the fumble, the ball he dropped, is one of the best performances I've ever seen a quarterback have. I think it's a, what have you done for me lately, league? You look at how he finished last season, where he led the Eagles, the best team in the league throughout the whole season. I think it's I think it's fair. I know Joe Burrow. You know, might have an argument. Obviously, Josh Allen might have an argument. But if you put his numbers up against Joe Burrow, his rating is even better than Joe Burrow. And that's not including all the stuff he does running the football. So I know I may be a little biased. I was drafted by the Eagles. I was just at training camp in Philadelphia watching them play and just really blown away by how he's even improved this year and hearing his coach Nick Sirianni say some great things about him. But I think it's well-deserved.
0: Describe what you saw in camp, because anybody we've talked to that's been to Eagles camp, they're more surprised when a ball isn't complete, when a ball hits the ground compared to the jaw-dropping wow plays that we've become accustomed to. So what did you see? What stood out to you watching this Eagles team, starting with Jalen Hurts?
2: Yeah, for sure, Ian, and I've had a, a great way to kind of check them against some other teams because I've been at Chicago Bears camp for uh, the previous 10 days, and I think the Bears have improved greatly. I think Justin Fields has improved greatly, and they're going to have a, a much bigger year from him. But just going to Philadelphia and seeing the way Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts have that connection, I'll even throw in Dallas Goddard. It's incredible. I know, no balls are hitting the, hitting the ground. I'm looking at A.J. Brown. Who's – Who's this new new tight end they got, man? This guy's this guy's big. He looks athletic. I mean, I know, let's AJ Brown. He looks even bigger than he was last year. This guy's, he's 6'2, 225, 30 pounds, and just routing up these defensive backs. And it was impressive to see a Devontae Smith is just so fast, so quick, so good with the ball, and Dallas Goddard. I'm, I'm on the field afterwards talking to some of my old teammates like Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, who are still in Philadelphia. I look behind me, it's Dallas Goddard. I go, is this the guy from Happy Gilmore, the guy that's been in the golf club? I believe that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> Dallas Goddard is big, too. He's 6'5", 260 pounds. He's catching everything in sight. So so he's got some weapons, and they are, be- they are on a trajectory already in training camp to where they're going to do some special things this year.
1: Special things this year is a scary proposition because they certainly did some very special things last year. Clay Harbour, former NFL tight end, joining us. He was just at Eagles training camp, drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. So you think they're going to be special again this year? I think most people, Clay, think that, right? Most people have them as the favorites in the NFC. Who is that team that you think could give them a run for their money? Because it kind of feels like Eagles and everybody else, but somebody has to be in that NFC championship other than just Philadelphia.
2: If Dak stops throwing picks, I think the Cowboys are in a good position. I mean, they got, you know, you bring in Brandon Cooks, He's still got Michael Gallup, you got CeeDee Lamb, and I think, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, great running back, but I think he's addition by subtraction, He's getting up there. He's got a little gray in his beard. So I think they got a good team, and obviously you can't forget about Micah Parsons coming off that edge. So the Cowboys, if Dak stops throwing picks, are a team that that does scare me as an Eagles fan and someone that covers the Eagles. But this Eagles D-line, I mean, they just reloaded. Watching Nolan Smith out there, I think he's going to have an immediate impact. He's got to get stronger, but his speed rush already looks up to par. Jalen Carter was looking strong, and if there's one word I can use to describe him, it would be violent. I really like what they've done with that D-line. Brandon Graham is, I think he found the fountain of youth because he's still looking. He's getting younger. We were drafted in the same class. I'm waking up with back pain. This guy's still (laughs) going through training camp. I've been really impressed with this defensive line the Eagles have, and I think they're going to really even ramp it up from what they did last year when they had 70 sacks in one year.
0: Harvard, you, you look, you've, you've been around some great players in the NFL, you know, networks just really they finalized, as, as Amber mentioned, for, for people just tuning in, their top 100 players list compiled by player, current players in the NFL. You play with Drew Brees in New Orleans. What's that like when you go into a camp and you are playing with one of the all-time greats? What's that like for anybody playing with a Mahomes or a Herbert or an Allen or a Hertz right now from a skilled position type player when you get into that room with, a, with what you know is a great quarterback? Man, you,
2: you you really know and you find out quick why these guys are a great quarterback. I remember early in my career in Jacksonville, I had some young quarterbacks. And a quick story, one of those young quarterbacks, I'm not going to mention the name, you go out to California in the offseason, you know, wherever the quarterback is to throw, throw and get on the same page before training camp. I remember going out to Cali with this young quarterback in Jacksonville, and we were supposed to have like four days of training, you know, I fly out there. The quarterback ends up going out one night, having too few too many beers. We miss a day. We, we, our field was off, like, the next day. Some high school kids were playing on it. And we only got one day of training. The next year, Drew gives me I – was, I was just happy to get the invite. It was me and Kobe Fleener getting invited out to San Diego, California, where Drew's from, picked us up every morning at 6 a.m. to take us to the field. And then we run routes. He had a script of routes that we ran, not one more, not one less. I remember catching the ball and bringing it back to him and setting it on the ground – He goes, Clay, don't set the ball on the ground. I don't want to bend over more than I have to. I'm like, oh, Drew, (laughs) sorry, man. Hand me the ball. Like, that's how meticulous this guy was about what he did. He had his training. He had his massages. And he set us up. He bought a first-class flight. He set us up at a five-star hotel just to go out and throw with him for four days before training camp. That's how meticulous these guys are. You saw the Netflix quarterback documentary, how these quarterbacks work. Drew Brees is one of those guys, and that's what the greats do, playing with Tom Brady. You know, he's a guy that really – he's in the front row taking notes. It's like, Tom, you've been in this offense for 17 years. What are you taking notes on? Are you just drawing stick figures on your paper right now? You can't really be taking notes. But those good quarterbacks, that's what they do, man.
1: Clay Harbor joining Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN two and ESPN radio. So Clay, you mentioned there your time with the Jags. Let's talk about the Jags for a moment. Doug Peterson takes over a kind of disastrous situation, (laughs) turns it around in remarkable time. Trevor Lawrence by the end of the season certainly looked like that dude there. Now Calvin Ridley enters the picture as a weapon for that team. What do you expect from the Jaguars this season?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, talk about, you talk about some disrespect, man. You look at the NFL top 100. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is barely on the list. He's got some quarterbacks in front of him. I don't know what they're talking about. You look at the second half of the season last year, right? Trevor Lawrence had, had, went 7-2. and two. He had 15 touchdowns and two interceptions. He had a 70% completion percentage. He was legit, the second half of the season, a top five quarterback. I think he improves on that. You bring in Calvin Ridley, you have Christian Kirk, you have Zay Jones, you re-sign Evan Ingram. Okay, the offensive line with Cab Robinson suspension, you know, may have some issues, but via next-gen stats, Trevor Lawrence was the third-fastest quarterback in getting rid of the ball behind Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. This guy's going to get rid of the ball. Doug Peterson is an offensive mind. He played quarterback. He was an offensive coordinator, and now he's coaching his young quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, is a top-five quarterback. He was a top-five quarterback the second half of last season. You saw what he did. Everybody's talking about Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. This guy came back from 27 points down to beat the San Diego Chargers and Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Okay, the second half of last season, Trevor Lawrence shows what he can do, and now you bring him Calvin Ridley, who's a number one receiver. I think things would going get scary in Duvall.
0: Over 4,100 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, eight INTs. You're spot on, man. He, he's he's, he's just 23. Sorry. Yeah, he's scratching the surface as to how great he's going to be. <laughs> Dalvin Cook has not gone into their camp yet. He has not picked where he wants to play, whether it's the Jets, going home to Miami, who knows. In my opinion, he's just waiting later in camp, and then he's going to decide. Heck, he may have his mind made up already. You've been in a lot of training camps. Best slash worst training camp memory for you.
2: Well, the, the worst one is pretty easy. I remember back in the day, you know, in Philadelphia, I played with Andy Reid for four seasons, and then um, we get Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly comes in, oh. and, uh, well, he drafts Zach Ertz, who ends up being a great tight end. We signed a couple more tight ends, and I get in to depth chart. And Chip, because he really liked my athleticism, decided me, who's played tight end throughout all college and in the NFL, was going to be a good defensive end, outside linebacker. Okay. So this is in the NFL. This is in college. I'm not, this is a real story. You can look this up. So I go in the next day. I'm trying to figure out the defensive terminology. I'm trying to pass rush Lane Johnson and Jason Peters. I don't know what I'm doing in, tra- in OTAs. I'm pass rushing against these guys. And the following day, I, go up, I had to go up in the office and say, hey, Chip, man, I appreciate you giving me an opportunity at a uh, defensive end, but I think I think the offensive side of the ball is the right way to go for me, and, and maybe you guys should should let me go if that's not uh, where you guys see me. And he moved me back to offense, but he did move me back to tight end. Now he moves me back to wide receiver because he thinks I'm fast enough to play there. So now I'm playing behind Deshaun Jackson. Jeremy Macklin at wide receiver. And I, that whole camp, I remember just being like, what's happening right now? How did I? Where did I go to go from tight end to defensive end to wide receiver? And I ended up getting released that year. But I signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were first in waiver Wires. And the very first play of that season, I ended up catching a pass against the Kansas City Chiefs, which happened to be Andy Reid, my coach the previous season. I remember just getting up after catching that pass and just thinking, man, Life happens fast. Life happens fast. But uh, it's funny, but not a terrible memory. But, yeah, full story. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Clay Harbor, former NFL tight end. Thanks so much, Clay. I
0: appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you.
1: Uh, Shocking that didn't work out better for him, Ian, uh, frankly.
0: (laughs) How many of us right now when we, go, when we pay some bills are going to look up who the quarterback was in Jacksonville in 2013?
1: Right? Well, there you go. Google is your friend. But he didn't say it. That's what matters. Coming up next here on ESPNU and ESPN Radio, Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers, Dak and Jared Goff over Lamar Jackson. Really? We'll get back into the NFL Top 100.
3: This is ESPN Radio.
1: The guys who play around him and against him. The NFL's top 100, which means NFL players voting on who the top 100 best players are in the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes at the top of the list. At the top of the list of quarterbacks, at the top of the list overall. Something I think we can all agree on, Ian. It's behind Patrick Mahomes in terms of quarterback that things get a little bit more interesting. Jalen Hurts comes in at number two on this list three overall, then you've got Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and I think things outside of that top five get even more interesting because for me, that top five, and you can argue about the order of those names, but I feel like that's what we're arguing, right? Like, most people have those names in their top five. It's the next five that get a little bit more unusual. With Kirk Cousins at six, I like that. I like that he's getting the respect. I'm not sure I would have guessed that, though, frankly. Aaron Rodgers... Uh, four-time MVP, as you correctly pointed out, four-time MVP and Super Bowl MVP. I was only giving him three NFL MVPs, four NFL MVPs. He comes in 51st, 51st overall. I don't know if Jets fans want to hear that. 51st overall, Ian, in the entire league, seventh best quarterback.
0: Yeah, followed up by Dak, Jared Goff, and then Lamar Jackson to round out the top 10. And Aaron Rodgers hears everything. He, He won't acknowledge it but he hears it. Mm-hmm. He's got rabbit ears and he he's kind of like LeBron James. He'll channel it and then unleash it upon you. And I think a lot of maybe his peers are looking at last season and saying father time is nipping at his heels. I I don't know about that. I'm not counting Aaron Rodgers out. And you know that he he took note who's right in front of me? Kirk Cousins. Okay, Pumpkin. We'll <laughs> see, right? I mean that that's Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean how many MVPs does Kirk Cousins have, right? right? If exactly. you're Aaron Rodgers. Exactly.
0: But when it comes Super to the Bowl top and VPs. five, Amber, I'm with you. I mean, look, you, it, it amazes me every year when these lists come out, how petty NFL fans can become or just fans in general, especially Philly fans, right? They get all kinds of Betty Crocker. If you, if you diss anybody or, or you know, they're, they're, anybody on their team is not number one, mm-hmm. especially their quarterback in Jalen Hurts. So you're, you're still in the top five. It's It's not a shot. You're you're the top five in the world at your craft. There, that's not a dig, and it's voted on by your peers, current NFL players. But the two that jumped out to me, and you mentioned Aaron Rodgers behind Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins being in the top ten to, for some people is also a bit surprising. But after I'm with you after watching quarterback on Netflix, so Peyton okay. Manion's documentary, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of pulling for Kirk Cousins. He's a really good guy, he is and he's so made a likeable. truckload of money. But Lamar he, Jackson he being so a 10, too. yeah, no doubt. But Lamar Jackson being a 10, a former MVP, with all those weapons he has around him right now, I promise you he took note. And the only reason I think he's at 10 is because he's been banged up. He has not been available to his team in that dash for cash, as Bill Polian once called it, when you're trying to get to the playoffs, collect those playoff bonus checks, and chase a Lombardi. He hasn't been there for his team due to injury the last two years. That's the only reason that I can think that Lamar Jackson is at 10 and not higher.
1: I feel like things have quieted down on Lamar Jackson over the last couple of years. And the only thing I can attribute that to also is the injuries. And then also maybe, you know, the, the, the hammed up injury a little bit um, because of the contract situation. So I think it's twofold, the contract situation and the injuries. And so you have a player who people were arguing about, I mean, practically uh, to the death is something that we say on Joe and Amber, but people were arguing like crazy about Lamar Jackson a couple years ago. Is he a top five? Is he not a top five? If you said anything negative about Lamar Jackson, the phone lines would light up. If you said anything positive about Lamar Jackson, the phone lines would light up. I just feel like now at this point, For some reason, he's sort of just being forgotten about in the mix. And I think that's, you know, the lack of availability towards the end of the season, the Ravens sort of underperforming in that regard. It it all seemed very different this season. If Lamar Jackson comes out after the extension and now you see Lamar Jackson back in his prime and he's able to stay healthy, then I think he catapults back into that conversation. This is a very in the moment sort of list, right? Where Jalen Hurts is two and Lamar Jackson is ten. You know, like this is Jared Goff is nine on this list. It's a very this moment today August 2023 list. And if these guys voted again in three months, it's going to be a different list, particularly five through ten.
0: Yeah, and we asked Mike Tannenbaum when he joined us about an hour ago about the about this list. And we said, look, if you could take one quarterback to win you a big game, not named Patrick Mahomes, who would you take? Here's what he said. Justin Herbert. Uh felt that way since his senior at Oregon. When you look at his skill set and what he's been able to do with an offensive line that's been patchwork given Rashawn Slater's injury, I think he has it all. I think he's really John Elway when you look at his skill set, his athletic ability, his arm strength, his accuracy, his ability to process information. And if they can stay healthy, I think the Chargers will be there with the Chiefs all the way to the end this season. And I think Quentin Johnston was a huge draft choice for them because other teams just can't match up with the physicality of him and Mike Williams. And again, if Rashawn Slater can stay healthy, this team will be really hard to beat.
1: Not an answer you hear often, Ian, that people going with Justin Herbert, because we've been talking about it this show. People, for some reason, love to hate on Justin Herbert right now. Mike T has been screaming that from the mountaintops since Justin Herbert got drafted. He has always been a Justin Herbert guy.
0: And I'm the moron that said I wouldn't take him in the first round coming out of Oregon. I had him week one against Auburn and Derek Brown in that remarkable Defensive front. If you remember that front that Auburn had, I mean, it, it was just they were they were just men among boys, and there was that Auburn front against Oregon's, you know, just talented and vaunted offensive line with Penny Sewell and Throckmorton and company, and they just went at it. And Justin Herbert was awful in that game, and he's an introvert. I'm screaming, I wouldn't take him in the big moment. He didn't get it done. And I could not have been more of a football fool. The dude has now done things we've never seen statistically in the history of the NFL. Most completions in his first three seasons. Most touchdown passes in the first three seasons. Most 300-yard games for any quarterback to play the game in their first three years. Minimum 100 starts. I'm an idiot. I'm an absolute football moron. And you hear Mike T... You know, over, what, three decades in front offices in the National Football League, former GM going, that's the guy I would take. Besides, if, if you can't take Mahomes, you take one guy, he went with Herbert. You're right. A lot of people would be going, what in the hell are you talking about? But, but but for some reason, he does not get now, even now, the respect that he probably deserves.
2: Can, can I just ask you guys, because it's been brought up a couple Come times on, today, who is hating on Justin Herbert? Where is this all of a sudden, this idea that all these people are hating on Justin Herbert? Oh, uh, I hear it all no, the time. If who? I ever
1: talk about Justin Herbert, Everyone's particularly... Everyone's
2: overwhelmingly positive about him all
5: the time.
1: See, I don't get that sense at all. The phone line always lights up of people wanting to hate on Justin Herbert, and also Josh Allen's that player now that people think is overinflated. Josh Allen Without has Brian become Dabber. that guy. It, it, those two players get hated on. Everyone's so high on Jalen. Jalen Hurts, like, it's, it's – Jalen Hurts is like the new Lamar to me that way, right? Where Jalen Hurts – our phone lines light up. The entire universe wants to defend Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the greatest. Maybe Jalen Hurts should be ahead of Patrick Mahomes – Josh Allen, why is he always a two or three quarterback? He should be knocked down the list. That guy sucks. He hasn't done anything. And same with Justin Herbert. Like, I feel like that's the calls we get and and sort of the narrative that surrounds those guys. And I get it to the sense that they have underperformed in the postseason based on where those that's expectations right were. Jalen didn't have those expectations going into last season. So you didn't have those expectations. It was, he was supposed to be good. The Eagles were supposed to be good. They weren't supposed to be that. They, a lot of people didn't have them in the Super Bowl. There was questions about Jalen. There were questions about his arm coming into last season. People were a bit confused. Is he actually the future there in Philadelphia? Remember the season before they were questioning whether they were even going to stick with him, whether he was even going to get that opportunity moving forward, or if they were going to go a different direction? Everybody forgets that. And so then he proves himself last season. Coming into the season, he overperforms, exceeds all the expectations. And when you exceed expectations in terms of narrative, you're in a good spot. Yeah, so I think Amber, that that's what happens around those
0: guys. PC, it's a legit question, but it's because of a lack of success in the postseason. And everybody blames the quarterback, and it's not right. It's unfair because it wasn't Herbert blowing that lead against the Chargers, against the Jaguars. That was the headlines. That, Justin Herbert Chargers blow, you know, 27-point lead or whatever the heck it was to the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, it wasn't Herbert that did it. The team did it. But Herbert got the blame. And, and that's where I think a lot of this comes from, a lack of success in the postseason. And it's uh, wrong the right, can we, sling it.
6: We got a break, and Ian has a read here, but you guys are so wrong on this. Like, it just, it's making me sick at this point in time the, the trying to say that people kill Herbert. That's well, so Well, How about we true. continue this? Yes, let's do this.
1: We'll continue this next. But first, Ian has this word from Granger.
0: For the ones who get it done, like Justin Herbert, Grainger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as success to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions, plus their commitment to being being your safety partner and it can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop on by. This is ESPN Radio.
1: We're gonna to get to back to your phone calls in just a moment. ESPN radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance Triple say ESPN. That is how you join the conversation with Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons. You can also find him on social at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W sports. Before we get back to your phone calls though, Nuno to wants to ti- chime in. Once again, Justin Herbert, hater Nuno <laughs> wants all, to I'm argue not, no, no, that not, no one is hating on Herbert. I, I am. Go no ahead. one is
6: hating on Herbert. Apparently we, I pulled the whole department. There's like five of us here. And the only person I know that <laughs> r- hates on Herbert is Shay. Uh, Shay Cornette. Cornette does. But yes. Like, Shay yeah. Cornette is a,
1: is a Justin Herbert hater really? overall. Yes. She thinks I, he's
6: overrated. Last fall, I was producing Greeny show. We literally, every time they lost, it would be like, what did Brandon Staley do? It's like it's all about Brandon Staley. It's never been about, oh, Justin Herbert hasn't been able to accomplish, you know, take that team to the next level. It's always someone else. So, like, you know, it's anytime they talk about the prototypical, what does a quarterback look like, they show a picture Justin Herbert, right? Mike T, you know, that's 6'5", long-flowing locks, can throw the ball, you know, outside the back of the end zone, like that, like I don't get this. I think, and you could tell me I'm wrong, and I, and Pat brought this up. So if I'm if I'm wrong, it's Pat's fault. That <laughs> that what's happened is the perceived not disrespect, the perceived disrespect of you saying, hey, I want to see Hertz do this again. And it becomes everyone jumps to Herbert. Oh, you want to see Hurts do this, but Herbert hasn't had the success that Jalen Hurts has. So like that where I think where it becomes this is where the Herbert hate comes from.
1: I think it actually ends up being more Josh Allen versus Jalen Hurts in terms of that conversation. Because you're right, people do come at me if I say, Hey, I'm not ready to put Jalen as the second best quarterback in the NFL. Like, I need to see a little bit more from him. And then people go nuts because I'll have Josh Allen as a top three quarterback. And people say, What has that guy ever done? Right. And it, I think it becomes more of a conversation there. When then with Justin Herbert, even with Justin Herbert, I could make the argument, Well, the sample size is larger in terms of what he's done categorically and individually with statistics, yes, the postseason success doesn't look the same. Jalen Hurts made it to a Super Bowl. And if that's the only barometer that we're judging quarterbacks by and we're ignoring every other factor on the team, we're ignoring the schedules, we're ignoring the O-lines, we're ignoring the weapons, we're ignoring everything else, and we're just boiling it down to the quarterback, then there's not a real conversation to be had. Because, of course, yes, it's going to be Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow behind... Patrick Mahomes and everybody else isn't going to be part of that conversation. That's just the reality. Now we're
8: punishing the guy for almost winning MVP because his team was too good. Is that what we're doing?
1: You're not punished You're not being (laughs) punished. First of all, he didn't win MVP. Okay, I said almost the Super Bowl, Pat. So calm down, Eagles fan. Second of all,
8: my bad. I forgot because Justin Herbert,
1: I'm didn't win anything. Got it. I'm punishing him because he what? Because he's my you know well, fourth on. or fifth hold best quarterback in the league. I'm in. punishing the dude who's who did it for a season, who had the easiest schedule in the NFL and doing it, who had all sorts of breaks in a postseason, who was playing a 49ers team that quite literally had Christian McCaffrey throwing passes. Like, am, am I punishing Jalen Hurts? No, I'm just saying that things lined up very very well for Jalen Hurts in making it to a Super Bowl. So if that's the only barometer to judge quarterbacks, then fine. Trent Dilfer is the best quarterback of all time. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Look, Super it, Bowls is, aren't the only barometer here, people. It's stupid. To
0: me. It really is. And where- Dan
1: Marino sucks, by the way, by Pat Castillo Sanders.
0: <laughs> You've got a Herbert, by, by his peers, at, ranked as the fifth best quarterback in the league, in the world. And yet, you know, it's, 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 it's not good enough. And Jalen hurts is ranked second and we're going, well, he's only done it for one year. And then PC, you just jumped in and, and, and kind of took a shot at Herbert. Yet you're saying there's no Herbert haters out there. To me, the Herbert aspect, uh, when it comes to, to negativity is from not moving on in the postseason, And that drives me nuts because it's not just about a quarterback. You got 21 other starters out there. You've got to overcome a head coach as well. And I know you brought up Staley gets a lot of hate and he should, and a lot of you know a lot of and a lot of people question the decisions he makes going forward on his own eighteen yard line with a playoff berth on the line, deep in the fourth quarter, and you took the ball out of Herbert's hands. I understand Staley gets a, a ton of blame, but so does Justin. You didn't see Chargers blow lead to Jaguars. You saw Herbert blows lead against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And that's the only knock on Herbert right now is that he has not been able to, along with his teammates, survive in advance in the postseason. Whereas a lot of these other quarterbacks we're talking about with the NFL Network's top 100 players list coming out this morning, a lot of them have. Herbert hasn't.
1: All right, let's get back to the phone lines. I've had enough of Nuno and Pat for right now. Triple H ESPN. That
0: Portuguese Moonshine.
1: 888 729 3776. Walt. Walt is calling us from Alabama. Hey, Walt, thanks for sitting on hold. Go ahead. Did I lose Walt? Walt gave up on me? Probably. All right, moving on. Montreal is calling from North Carolina. Hey, Montreal, thanks for the call again. Go ahead.
6: Hey, real
2: quick, guys. I appreciate it. Love the show. But just listening to everybody, I I think Herbert and and Hurts are great quarterbacks. But what I found out, it sounds like people give Herbert credit for some of the things, excuses around like the offensive line, uh, some of the other things. But he has great talent around him just like Hurts does. I think it sounds like coming from a lot of the callers, I don't think you're hating on Jalen, but it sounds like everybody doesn't want to give him the due credit and say he
4: needs a bigger sample size. Just looking at guys a great question. I think the executives and the players got it right. That that means a lot when it comes to how we judge these
2: guys. But both great quarterbacks. Love listening to you guys. Have a great day.
1: Herbert does have a lot of talent around him. I'm not going to sit here and suggest that Herbert doesn't have talent around him. He's got a ton of talent around him. Now, it's had some very key injuries over the last two seasons around him, and it's that coaching staff that I have some questions about. We'll see what it looks like now with Kellen Moore. It is a talented roster, though, the Chargers.
0: Oh, no doubt, and they added talent. I mean, Quentin Johnston is going to be an absolute matchup nightmare with Mike Williams on the other side, the first-round draft pick wide receiver out of TCU. He's a mountain of a man and can fly and then you take Darius Davis also out of TCU in the fourth round who is an exceptional return man and a playmaker and he hit 22 miles per hour on his GPS and you know and that's these tracking devices that all the college and pro players wear now I mean look they added to the arsenal that Herbert has and I'm expecting big things this year but until the team not just the quarterback but until the team does it there's always going to be doubters
1: How many miles per hour do you think Ian Fitzsimmons would hit?
0: After 16 surgeries on my right foot, if if I were to hit three, I'd be (laughs) shocked.
1: Miz is calling us from Boston. Hey, Miz, thanks for the call. Go ahead.
4: Hi, uh, first time, long time. Um, I just want to start off by saying, Amber, I'm a big fan, and uh, I absolutely love your eyes.
1: Oh, thanks, Miz. I appreciate you. I'll (laughs) I'll
4: get to my point. Um, I like, this is my list of our uh, quarterbacks. It goes Mahomes, number one, Burrows, Allen, Jackson, Herbert, then Hertz at number six. And the reason why Hertz is at number six is because he's only done it for one year. And where Herbert, he had 25 passing touchdowns this year. And the year before he did that, he, he had 38 passing touchdowns. Um, and he had, and he had over 5,000 passing yards. And I think for Hertz. To climb to the top of the list, he needs to develop his passing game a little more because he only had uh, Hertz had under four thousand passing yards in twenty twenty two. So I think once Hertz could get over like that forty five, uh, forty five hundred passing yards, I think then we could probably rank him in the top five. But till then, uh I have him at number six.
0: Thank you. Goodbye. We combined for forty five hundred yards.
1: Three yeah, when, seven, when you, 60, ran for 760,
0: like thir- ran through for like, what, 37-something? Right, something? that's
1: the thing with Hurts' stats, is you have to look at what he did on the ground as well. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's with any dual-threat quarterback, right? And that's just the reality of... Jalen Hurts, but to that caller's sport. there were actual questions about his arm at one point. Remember that whole thing and the accuracy, and and yes, we're a year and a half removed from that. He quieted that conversation. He solved that problem this past season. I would have him as the, in the top five. That caller dared to put him outside the top six. People are going to go nuts on that caller if they have his handle because I just feel like Jalen is that guy now. Like he's that he's Lamar Jackson a few years ago. You know, one of these quarterbacks that most people that there's a lot of fans. A lot of people are are or not just Eagles fans. Like a lot of people believe in Jalen Hurts. He's a, he's a very, very likable dude. He's
0: very That was very Josh easy Allen coming like. out of Wyoming. He completed like 56% of his passes at Wyoming.
3: Now yeah. look at
1: him. And now look at him. Coming up next, because Nuno's yelling, we have to break in my ear.
3: This is ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Triple eight, say ESPN. That is how you join the conversation here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's hop to some of these phone calls. I'm a little worried because I could hear Nuno there during the break, Ian, and I heard him say to a caller, so are you trying to defend her or are you saying she's wrong? And I'm guessing he's talking about me and hot tip. I feel like Nuno would be more likely to put your call through. If you say I'm wrong,
0: (laughs) either one of us, yeah. Right. A,
6: yes. No, no, no. I am equal. If they want to say you, that mm-hmm. they agree with you, if they want to say mm-hmm. you're wrong, I just want to know where they're going with it.
1: If they call if they call in and they tell you that you're right, do you move them to the top of the list and then highlight the call? I'm right? No, no,
6: because it's <laughs> not about me being right. It's about the show sounding good. That's all that, that I matters. That I also matters. know that matters.
2: I'm right. I know I'm yeah, right. So I, so I don't say, need to pat- call it to defend me.
6: If Pat
1: is screening the calls, all the Eagles fans straight to the top. But let's go ahead and get to some of these phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN. Jason is calling from my neck of the woods in Florida. Hey, Jason, what's up? Go ahead.
4: Amber, my sister, how you doing? Ian, what's up, guys? I am absolutely blown away because all I hear all the time is the players talk about Lamar Jackson is the hardest quarterback to prepare for so what in the world is he doing at 10 on this list it makes no sense to me he is impossible he's a one-man show guys don't know what to do with him when you see him and he's got no weapons around him he's making it happen all by himself for the most part it is amazing to me that he is that low because of one bad season he got hurt the guy is fantastic you cannot stop him Behind Patrick Mahomes, there was nobody better than Lamar Jackson.
1: Two seasons with injuries, but I agree with Jason wholeheartedly. Like To me, the most shocking component of the NFL's top 100, where NFL players voted on their own peers for the top 100 players in the league, the most surprising part of this list in terms of the quarterbacks was Lamar Jackson as the 10th best quarterback in the league, as the 72nd best player in all of football across positions. Ian, I'm with Jason. All I ever hear is how hard he is to cover and how hard he is to plan for. I was surprised that the guys in the league were putting him that low.
0: I was surprised Kirk Cousins was ahead of Aaron Rodgers. And then on Lamar Jackson, I said this earlier and I'll say it again now. The only thing that I can think of as to why his peers had him behind guys like Jared Goff who had an outstanding year last year Jared Goff, a lot of people don't realize, was sixth in the league in passing yards, 29 touchdowns to 7 INTs. That's a better touchdown to INT ratio than Josh Allen had. So, you know, I mean and Josh Allen was behind him in overall passing yards. But still, the only thing that I can see keeping Lamar Jackson from being higher on this list as voted on again by his peers in the in the NFL current players is that he was not available in the last month of the season. When you need your star franchise quarterback the most in back-to-back years, he was unavailable in a playoff push. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: me too. Cause he started the season part of that MVP conversation last season. And so I think that this is, we're talking about this list being a very living in the moment kind of thing. I think we mean like, like literally living in the moment, not like, not just like last season as a whole, (laughs) but coming off of how last season ended. And then that's how all these guys get ranked. Triple eight say ESPN. Gerald is calling us from Louisiana. Hey, Gerald.
8: Hey, good morning to y'all. Um, I've been listening just for a few minutes, and I just wanted to say, you know, I know this list can be subjective because everyone's a fan of certain quarterbacks, right? And you can look at their body of work. You can look at the the single thing they've done. You can look at the team effort. And it still can be subjective. And any of those guys in the top five, you could take and have a winning franchise, no doubt. No doubt Patrick Mahomes is number one because why he's got two Super Bowls. But I don't think Joe Burrow gets enough love. I mean, this guy is right there. He is like the second coming of Joe Montana, but he's better. And I'm and I, I'm predicting he's going to be in the Super Bowl this year. And I love Jalen Hurts, but he still needs another year or two to see if he's you know going to be on that list. And obviously, the list is for last year. It's not for the last three years. And uh, Herbert is. Fantastic, but the Chargers. When you think of them and the Chargers, people don't see the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Maybe it's coaching. Uh, something's lacking there. Herbert is fantastic, no doubt. Josh Allen, fantastic. But to me, and I'll end it with this: that Joe Burrow just doesn't get the love that he deserves, and I think he is outstanding. And I would probably take him over Patrick Mahomes. You know, and like you said, it, like I said, it's it's a subjective list and you go by what they did. But to me, Joe Burrow is going to be the leader of the pack here in the next few years, and I'll just hang up and listen to you guys.
0: Go Tigers, Gerald.
1: (laughs) For me, Joe Burrow is the second-best quarterback in the NFL, easy. And the reason that I have him above Jalen Hurts is because, yes – They both made it to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow made it to a Super Bowl on a team nobody expected to be there. Nobody. I mean, he really elevated. Now, given some of that, also, they ended up being the healthiest team in that postseason. Obviously, the chips have to fall how the chips have to fall for these teams. There's always a little luck involved. Joe Burrow had a very healthy Bengals team that season during a difficult season for everybody health-wise. But nevertheless, him making it to a Super Bowl with that team, getting the best of Patrick Mahomes three times, the only quarterback to do that. I get he doesn't play defense, but I feel like all of that matters. To me, Joe Burrow's the second
0: best. Amber, Gerald is obviously an LSU fan. Right. Gerald probably has a life size cutout of Joe Burrow somewhere in his bedroom, maybe on his ceiling. Because to say Joe Burrow doesn't get enough credit and Joe Burrow isn't recognized, it, Yeah, he stop, gets a tons of credit. Stop it. Joe Burrow right. is beloved and gets a ton of credit. Tons. So 2019, live in the moment, Gerald, go Tigers.
1: I just don't, maybe because people aren't talking about Joe Burrow the same way right now that they're talking about Jalen Hurts, like Jalen Hurts is above Joe Burrow on this list. So maybe that's what this is in reference to. Again, this, this list from the other NFL players feels very much like living in the moment. Coming up next, we are 30 days away from NFL season. What are you most excited about?
4: This is ESPN radio more next